This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So welcome to a special episode of the podcast today. I've got Miles Anderson joining me. Um, first of all, before we talk about pools, perhaps you could just tell us more about your amazing fundraising effort and how it got started and why you felt you wanted to do something for the NHS. Hi, Jack. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be here, of course. Um, well, I guess with this fundraising thing, um, there were a couple of things that were going on a few months ago. Obviously, not, none more so than this this global pandemic that started uh, and I saw as a result of that uh, consequently a couple of things that were going on with people that were close to me mm. for example um, one of my very close friends from I've known since we were six years old um, he's a doctor and he went back he volunteered to go back working on the front line for the NHS mm. um, and I was obviously in close contact with him and I was seeing the effects it was having on him and um, speaking to him daily about it um, and he, he was he was an inspiration for myself um, and also I saw the effects that it had on another very good friend of mine um, and unfortunately he, was, he lost someone very close to him mm. and again I saw the effects that it had on him and, and, and his family um, and then just kind of sitting there watching the news daily on a daily basis um, seeing the, the, the impact it was having on everyone all around the world mm. I felt it was time I, I, I'm in a very privileged position um, living at home with my family I was fit and healthy and mm. I felt there was it was a moment that I could um, try and do something to help I'm not going to go into that you know I'm not medically qualified to go and mm. be on the front front line like my friend but if there was some way that I could help uh, then, then I was more than willing to do so um, I guess it began with <laughs> it began with myself and my sister just running in a, in, mm. in a field, our local yeah. field, and I'm sure you, you'll have seen, um, I guess, every day, more and more people have, have got involved. That's been the whole idea, trying to, well, I guess the, the idea and the concept has progressed over time, and um, now, yeah, we're just trying to get as many people involved as possible, 
Um, I know that you were involved, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks back yeah, now, yeah. With, um, with all the pulleys, which was, I mean, that was one that was definitely up there with <laughs> one of the best days that we've had. It was incred- incredible response from all you guys. And, yeah, it's, it's, st- it's still going. We want to keep going strong. Obviously, the, we're raising money for, for the NHS. They're still going. They're still out there fighting mm. And I'm pandemic on a daily basis, they're still up there, um, you know, risking their lives and inspiring. And so we wanna, we wanna keep going. And uh, I'm not sure. Well, I'm sure you'll, you'll have seen it's, it's kind of going around the national league and you mm-hmm. guys, um, with the fans and the players and, and the staff members and you guys nominated all shot who, who we, well, I guess we were on team with them on Friday, and, and they subsequently nominated Bromley, and we were on team with them yesterday. Um, and I have to say that the efforts from those guys and, and all the teams uh, before you guys as well were filed who kind of were the pioneers I guess mm. were the first um, fan to, to get involved with it um, in, in terms of actually going out and doing uh, being part of the physical side of things and Harrogate as well fantastic and I mean if you check the page this morning I think after the weekend we've gone over um, we've raised over £15,000 so yeah so it's just it's, it's been an incredible effort from everyone and like I say um, we still want to keep going and Bromley have now nominated Woking and I think they, they won't be able to do it for a few weeks so they're going to nominate another team in the meantime and hopefully it will it will carry on going and we can uh, yeah keep, keep going as, as a national league and whoever else wants to get involved and help to raise as, as much money as possible and uh, the feedback that we've been getting from, from the players and, and the staff and the, and the fans and even we spoke to um, Neil Smith the Bromley manager yesterday and of course you'll have seen we had um, Dave Challen on with, with the Hartlepool mm. day that we did the, the feedback has been just fantastic and um, you know for example Bromley yesterday I think they, they put over 25 teams together mm. similar to the, to the day with Hartlepool um, they covered hundreds of miles and raised I think over £3,000 yesterday Bromley on, on one single day alone and yeah the, the feedback we had even from the manager we were able to speak to him at the end and he said it was a fantastic day for everyone involved at the football club um, like I'm sure you guys would have experienced mm. bringing the whole community together in a time where um, you know everyone's been separated by no choice of our own but just because of what's going on fans haven't seen each other there's been no real connection um, with the players other than like a WhatsApp group or if you're local you can maybe go and sit on their porch one of the Bromley players <laughs> said yesterday um, <laughs> and um, yeah just reconnecting everyone and bringing people together bringing the clubs together the, the whole the whole football um, community the whole National League community together and obviously in, in the process raising uh, valuable funds for, for the International Health Service so yeah <laughs> yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, you've touched on it there. I think you got on Sky Sports, didn't you? And um, that just, I think the way that the football community, as you said, has rallied together, even though we don't have anything to support at the moment, I think it just shows that these times as sport isn't as important in terms of getting back and playing. The most important thing is that we keep coming together and we keep, as a nation, just supporting the NHS who are doing a fantastic job yeah 100% like you say um, sport in terms of being out there and playing and training and being competitive like you say that's, that's had to take a, a massive backseat mm-hmm. because of course <laughs> the people's health is the most important thing however I guess in something like this and I'm sure there have been loads of other guys out there doing fundraising stuff it's shown that while sport's taking a backseat in terms of competition mm-hmm. it's still been able to kind of play a role in, in the fundraising part, part of things um, I guess in, in what we're doing and 
so that's been great and and it really I think yeah football and sport in general it does bring people together um, I think Neil Smith even said it yesterday football it's, it's, a, it's a family you know it's mm. a community and um, yeah like I say whilst, whilst there hasn't been any competition or games for people to go to and be excited about hopefully and some of the stuff that we're doing with the fundraising getting everyone as many people involved as possible that's brought a little bit of excitement and kind of family feeling and identity back to clubs and, and the fans and the players so yeah no it's, it's been great yeah I think I think that's one that's one big thing seeing what you've done obviously players have been going on the Instagram lives they've had fans on the Instagram lives it does make you feel <laughs> closer to the as a team and and between teams and fans I think as you said the relationships will have got stronger through this and hopefully when football comes back it'll be stronger than ever before yeah for sure I, I believe so especially well I mean we, we've been working with the guys from the National League and that is the feeling that we get everyone that we've spoken to has taken part been involved mm. from all the different clubs fans um, staff members or players have definitely felt that and I think yeah if we weren't eager to get back already even more so mm. now I mean I can I can only speak for myself personally in terms of relationship with fans and connection with fans but I guess before um, this, this charity fundraising thing I, I was kind of one of those players and there are players who will have connection and communication with fans mm. maybe via social media um, maybe players who will just go over to fans at the end of like an away game um, or you know I was kind of one of those players that I just I, I came to work I did my job Mm. the best of my ability always gave everything um, to the team in training and in games and acknowledged the fans obviously at the end of games and before and after games but I was never really um, I kind of kept myself away from the from the social media side mm. and, and interacting with fans uh, but I mean yeah I, it's changed slightly um, because of what we've been doing and wanting to get all of them involved you, ha- you have to put yourself out there and connect with them and I can only say that the, the feedback um, or the, the connections that I have made, well, with the coolies in particular, yes. has been has been pretty special. It's, honestly, it's been, it's been nothing but positive and, and very very special. And mm. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm sure I'm sure that all the the players um, who have been involved and fans and staff members, I'm sure that they will have a very similar uh, feeling to to what to what I've felt. Right, fantastic. So, sadly, you were let go by pools this week, um, but you made 40 appearances in your time at the club. Is there any specific highlights from your time, um, on or off the field, that you'd like to tell us about? Wow. It, um, it's very difficult to kind of <laughs> specify one one particular highlight. I had some really good times at pools. Um, I mean, my, my debut was a way to... I think away to Braintree that was the first game so of course debut mm. first competitive league game debut that's obviously a special moment and I think the first home debut was um, at home to Maidenhead which we won mm-hmm. um, I think that the the start of last season where we went the 10 games unbeaten that was a very special um, kind of moment for the whole for the team for the club I think there's a real belief there I mean we, we were walking out onto the pitch thinking that we were going to win every year like we mm. thought we felt that we were unbeatable and I'm sure well I certainly felt that I know the boys that I live with felt that and I'm <laughs> sure the, the rest of the squad felt that so that was a pretty cool that was a pretty cool feeling and I think making the being at the club for a couple of years you, you get to kind of you get to kind of really, really feel it you know and mm. um, the, the connections that I built with my teammates I felt it was very special we were very close very close group some of the guys have been there for a few years themselves and 
they were brilliant, very welcoming and accepting mm. um, of myself and other teammates. I think living in the house with, um, you know, with Nico and Peter and mm. Nikki um, and even Marcus Benanga last season and and then Ben um, Ben Killick joined us this season as well mm. um, and a couple of other guys, um, Shelts and Timmy. I think living in the house uh, was was a pretty special, um, pretty special thing. I was used to um, kind of living on my own or maybe just with one other guy mm. the teams that I've been at when I've lived, when I've lived away from home but um, yeah no, living with those guys was, was fantastic I really enjoyed it um, what else can I say yeah just developing the, the relationships with, with the players um, having having the fans receive myself mm. pretty well I mean <laughs> maybe losing my teeth that, I guess that can go down <laughs> as a highlight <laughs> I'm sure a few of you guys found that pretty funny. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was quite amusing, but it was just an yeah. example of you putting your body on the line for the club. So we, were, I think, we were very grateful for that. I think you also got knocked out one game, didn't you as well? Oh yeah, that was unfortunately the season just gone was, was a difficult one in terms of um, you know I, I the teeth incident I had last season and mm. I was able to get through the rest of the season with, with no teeth there <laughs> with, the, with the mouth guard um, for games but yeah, I was always going to have to pay a, a small price in terms of missing some time because I was always going to, going to have an operation mm. and um, on my mouth and on my gums and we put it off for as long as possible um, we left it for the rest of last season got through last season and then had to have it at the start as far away from the start of the season as possible mm. um when my mouth, when my gums were ready for it, so we did it just before pre-season, and unfortunately I, I, I set back a little bit further in terms of my recovery time. Um, and then when I did finally come back, like you say, we played surely away first thing, getting back, and um, yeah, it was kind of an innocuous challenge. Really, I think mm. I remember I won a header, and if you watch the video back, I don't think a striker meant to do it, but it kind of jumped into me. Uh, Elbow, I think, and, and his elbows got into my forehead. Mm. Blood, of course, blood everywhere, and and um, yeah, suffered suffered a, con- a concussion as a result of that, and that meant some more time out. And yeah, I think that that, that had a knock on um, to how my how my personal season um, developed. And, you know, by the time I came back, um, Higgy wasn't there anymore as well, and mm. you know, things things move things move on quickly in football, and yeah, <laughs> losing to even getting knocked out. Not good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember being. I remember being at Chorley. Um, I took one of my best mates to his first ever game, and uh, yeah, it just went silent once that happened. But because the day, <laughs> I don't know what you can remember of the day, but it was so frustrating that game, and we'd had yeah. chances. We should have had a penalty really late on, um, and I think yeah. when that happened, us as fans were just fueled even more to get at that guy yeah. who'd done it, even if it wasn't intentional. Um, so I, rem- <laughs> I remember that moment. Uh, very distinctly now just moving on to obviously you mentioned how the injury set you back this season when Dave Challoner came in how was the mentality transferred like among the lads and how did it change or how did you view it changing Um, I think when Dave Challoner first came in and that was kind of when I was just coming back um, from from the concussion so it was was a strange one difficult moment I went to speak to him and you know, see what his plans were, and I think he mentioned because of the injury and through no fault of my own, it was probably a good idea to, to go and get some game time, and that is why mm. I went to order shot um, for the month in the end. Um, I think Dave brought um, 
you know, professionalism. Not to say that that wasn't there before, of course, mm. but each manager has has their own style. It's probably a little bit more um, regimented, uh, and I think maybe brought a bit more order and discipline. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, the training was difficult, but but good, of course. And everyone everyone was, responded really well, I think, to to the manager's arrival and to the manager's um, philosophies and, and and his mentality. I think yeah, all the players. I think did did their best to get on board with it, mm. and um, yeah, certainly had a few some, some positive results. Um, moving forward with the with, with the manager, and I think um, you know we had the FA Cup run, um, beating Exeter. That that was obviously a big moment for the mm-hmm. club getting to the third round. And I think we, we were going we were going well. The players were were very fit. The, the training sessions, yeah, physically were very tough, um, which of course is, is good and prepares you probably makes. The, the running that you do on the Saturday easier mm. um, so yeah I think like I say everyone did their best to get on board myself included um, and yeah unfortunately you know some, some things <laughs> not meant to be but mm. I, I hold absolutely no, um, no no grudges at all you know I'd, I send my best to, to all the boys that, that are there that have been there over the time with me and all the boys that are still there and all the staff of course Dave included and um, yeah hopefully you guys We'll, we'll get behind them and, and you hopefully you guys will have um, a very successful time ahead because because you guys deserve it you know it's, I think when, when you're in it when you're playing maybe you don't realise it's almost in this period where we've been doing the charity work and I've probably had a chance to be more to be closer to the fans mm. only then you kind of realise and take a step back how incredible the Hartlepool fans actually are actually mm. are mm. Um, and also I had a pudge quite a few games where I've sat on the bench this season and watching the game and also watching the fans and you know all the fans especially the northwest corner of course a special mention I have to go to those boys because they helped so much um, putting the, the Hartlepool fundraising day together mm. with the charity stuff and those guys are just are just fantastic like I say as as all the Hartlepool fans are it's, yeah it's been, it's been a very special couple of years um, in my in my career yeah, I mean that brings us perfectly on to what I was just about to ask you about how important the Pools fans are to their players and what an impact they have on a match day when you know when the northwest corner's bouncing and whenever we score and all the lads are over there and especially um after we beat Notts County, I uh, remember yeah. that when um, all of you went over to the northwest corner and I just haven't seen an atmosphere or a reception like that for quite some time could you give us a bit of an insight yeah. into that please uh, yeah the, the, the place was rocking the place was absolutely rocking I remember when I first came to the club I think one of the, the main things that we were trying to establish as, as a staff and as a, a playing staff and coach staff was, was the reconnection with the fans mm. and there were there were moments and times in the, my first season where we kind of flirted with it like I said the, the, the first 10 those 10 games we went unbeaten you could feel the place we played Chesterfield at home on a, on a bank holiday Monday we mm. went to Bagdam on the Saturday Chesterfield at home on the Monday and the place was absolutely rocking mm. and then towards the end of the season as well where I think we won four out of our last five home games Salford, Wrexham again the place was absolutely rocking so we knew um if we were performing on the pitch as players and we were getting results or at least you know doing everything in our power to get mm. results and the fans were seeing hard work fight heart you know and soul on the pitch we knew how I guess it's, it's, a, it's, it's a weapon almost like a 12th man to have mm. 
such a great crowd behind you. Um, just going back, you asked me one of my what were my kind of highlights and favourite moments. Mm. One one game I'll never forget. We played Halifax away last yes. season, and um, I just remember we won two one, yeah. and and I just remember in like the far left corner, the amount of fans. I think there were almost a thousand yeah. poolies there that day, and I think that was probably the first moment where I thought to myself, "Wow, this is ridiculous." <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and good, and so and and chilling him away in the FA Cup as well. Um, Again, I think about a thousand poolies. So, just yeah, it's very special. And going back to what you say, when when the atmosphere at the Vic is rocking, and 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 the guys are behind us because we are giving you guys something to get behind. You know, like I spoke about before, mm. with the heart and the spirit. As long as you guys see that everyone is doing everything for the cause, I think you'll continue to get behind the team. And um, yes, yeah, you know, it can be such a great advantage and. That's the whole idea, I think, of having the home home advantage, yeah. especially with fans like yourselves, is is so that opposition players and fans think to themselves, "We've got Hartlepool away today. Like that is not going to be easy, mm-hmm. you know." And and that having that psychological advantage, even going into the game, maybe even standing in the tunnel and you can hear the fans. And yeah, even at our level, I know. Yeah, there's three, four, five thousand fans um, at the Vic. Yeah, I guess. Um, when they're, when they're all turning out in their numbers and it, it can be a very special and quite intimidating place to be for, mm. for an away player so it is so important that you know you guys keep getting behind the team as I'm sure you will keep giving the support and love to them as, as I, I've experienced and then, yeah I'm sure you guys will continue to do that no, no doubt Yeah I just want to touch on something you said then you hit the nail on the head all as, us as fans ask is that the lads just give it everything every week and I mean Certainly, under Dave, uh, most recently we've we've seen that the fight and passion was completely back, and it made us proud to be following the team once again. And it, we felt connected um, again, as you mentioned. Now, on to uh, a topical question. Um, sure. There's something that I've seen recently about the National League and potentially League Two combining into a North and South division. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so yeah, I think my dad mentioned this to me the other day. Um, what are my thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't really know what to say. Um, I don't, I don't try and get involved in that kind of the mm. of the game too much. But I mean, as long as it's a positive move um, for the players and for the fans, mm. and maybe it's a, it's a, it's a chance to provide more opportunities for players coming through. I, I, and I don't, I don't know, and to support them financially at, at, uh, at a difficult moment especially for the players in the National League uh, who are even out of contract right now mm. and um, yeah I guess as long as it's received in the right way and and it, as I say it's a positive thing for everyone going forward and yeah I don't see why why that why that can't can't be done and also in terms of the travelling and stuff and, mm. and the cost cutting I think that maybe that's what where, where the kind of where the ideas come from because as I'm sure you're fully aware as Hartlepool United, you know there are no there are no real close away games. I think the mm. closest game in the National League for Hartlepool is with Gateshead going out of the league. I think with the Harrogate, Halifax is that. Yeah, I think that, that right? I think that sounds about right. Um, yeah, and yeah. and you have all these overnight stays, and I think by doing that and, and and changing it to a kind of north and south divide, similar to what the what the National League north and south do, mm. it probably it probably will help the clubs out and the fans out 
in terms of not not having to to travel so many miles mm. and um, not having to spend so much money on 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 the travelling to follow their teams that that they they so desperately want to want to want to follow all around the country. So yeah, mm. maybe that will be a um, it will have a positive impact on the game and and the players and the fans moving forward. Yeah, let's hope so. Yes, yeah, so just if that's as... what they choose to go with. Yeah, exactly. I think that was one big thing that they were saying that if they if they do a north and south, um, they have a lot of um, more derby games, which generates more income and and it means that they don't have to travel as far as he touched on. And I think this is a massive thing with the funding that lower league clubs aren't getting. Um, it's something that's yeah. perhaps needed. Um, yeah, for sure. So just as yeah. just as we round up, do you have any final messages for the pools fans? Ah, oh, for the fans, what can I say? <laughs> you guys are fantastic, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Um, I, could, I can't thank you guys enough for, um, well, for for all all the support that you've shown to myself and to my colleagues, uh, my fellow pros throughout my two years at the club. Um, it's been it's it's been incredible. It's been um, brilliant, and and I can't also I, I have to thank you guys for for all your help with the charity stuff, um, and hopefully. Um, you guys felt that that was a very special day mm. for Hartlepool United as a football club uh, and yeah it was, it was just brilliant so much uh, I've got so much love for you guys and um, yeah just keep keep supporting the team and hopefully um, hopefully they will bring success back to the back to the football club which it which thoroughly deserves and um, yeah like I say with the, with the charity stuff not a bad way to go out <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> thanks again guys and um yeah, I look forward to look forward to coming back to the Vic. <laughs> yeah, that just leads me to say um, that on behalf of all the fans, we wish you every success in the future and thanks for everything they gave in the blue and white. You always gave a hundred percent, and uh, hopefully yeah. we'll see you at the Vic in the future. And thanks oh, very much you. for coming on and giving you time to speak today. No problem, Jack. Thank you very much as well uh, for getting me involved, and thanks again to, to everyone. Yeah, like you say, I I do felt I do feel as if uh, in my time at the pools. Um, in, tr- in, in every training session and every game I, I always gave absolutely everything mm. um, and yeah <laughs> hopefully that endeared myself to, that endeared me to you guys so brilliant stuff and great speaking to you Jack cheers Miles days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans